Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Boom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. In the air, everywhere, back at it again, a Saturday, 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 Saturday edition of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and not David Gascon, Uh, not here again, but we do this eight days a week, eight days a week, a spinoff of the overnight show because clearly... That is not enough audio content, so we are here for you when you have your honeydew list on the weekends or you're working out, getting a little exercise, getting on the treadmill, whatever brings you to the show. I, I know our guy, Moving Man Matt in Boston, uh, he, he listens, he saves up the podcast when he's back home in Massachusetts, but then when he goes out on the road, he'll... He'll have a full archive, and he'll catch up. He'll he'll listen to old podcasts, which we like. We obviously like. I mean, anytime you listen, that's a good thing. Now, before we get into it, cameo, cameo, cameo. I did. Speaking of moving, man, Matt, we we did a, a wonderful, wonderful cameo for Matt. He surprised his wife, who hates the show. His wife does not enjoy our little radio show because uh, the moving man is obsessed obsessed with the show he's a big super fan and we man we really appreciate that but his wife's not as much of a fan and so he wanted to surprise his wife with a very nice trip and so he he used cameo and then i i did a rant it was on valentine's day for 
his wife, who I know hates me, and then at the end of it, the big surprise is we revealed the trip. So it was uh, it was pretty good. And for those who don't know, you know, Moving Man, uh, he's the guy that has the Mal- the roving Maller militia billboard on his uh, on his truck, on his truck there, and uh, yeah, very. Very cool, and he's met him several times over the years, and uh, so he is—he's the guy. So we did a cameo last week. If you would like your own cameo, 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 we are on there. Personalized video message. It's not free, um, but it's not that much. It's not that much. You can check that out on cameo.com. So on uh, this edition of the podcast, uh, we've got Bo, the show, who's in here. Bo occasionally fills in for Koopa Loop. You were in the other night, although it was weird the other night, Bo, because you were not actually in the studio. You were at home, right? You were at yeah, home. Yeah. yeah. So uh, things were a little wonky, right? Things were a little wonky that day. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it was different, but uh, still a yeah. joy to listen and all that stuff. Well, thank you, Bo. appreciate that. Now, are you going to be singing? Because one of the, your famous bits on our show was when you... We had you sing a song parody, and uh, you really got into it. You really yeah. just embraced that role. I yeah. mean, I got to start charging when I do that. It's it's not yeah. right that I, I do that for free. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. No, I I, I understand. Well, maybe we'll, at the end we'll have you do a little, little song like that. So on this podcast, we've got Mega Dittos, the tribute. Uh, we also have Fake Famous, Fake Famous, and uh, we will we'll get into that. And we have Pop Quiz. All right, so we have all of those things, and we will uh, form this edition of the Fifth Hour, the Saturday edition of the Fifth Hour. Now, I wanted to start, we touched on this yesterday with Mike Harmon and the impact of Rush Limbaugh on the broadcasting business and the fact that we we all work under the same roof here at the Premier Networks, which is Fox Sports Radio, is a part of the Premier Networks and iHeartMedia, and some of the biggest names in syndicated talk radio work at Premier, but the foundation, the bedrock of the company has been, since I've been here and before I was here, Rush Limbaugh, uh, the conservative radio icon, political pundit Rush Limbaugh, who died this week at the age of 70 after a, a fight with cancer. And I wanted to share a couple of stories about Rush. Uh, and a lot of these are by proxy. Uh, but we've told it a few times I, to, to kind of expand on where I'm at here. Rush did the show from his house in Florida. And he had worked in New York for a long time. But he was in Florida for many, many years. And occasionally, you know, he had a lot of money. He would travel around and you know, live his best life and... Uh, he would work out of the Premier Studios in uh, Los Angeles when he would come through. And he the studio Rush used was this massive studio. It was a, it's, probably, it's bigger than the Fox Sports Radio studio. It is. Uh, probably it is. Um, and it was just for Rush. It was just for Rush. And at, if you ever visit our, our shop, which I don't think you're allowed to do, but if you come in there... And you go into the Fox Sports Radio studio, and then the first thing is you, if, if you you then come out of the the studio and you make a right turn, there's a very small hallway, and then uh, so you make a right turn out of there, and then you make a a left turn, 
And then there's a kind of a, a not a really courtyard, but there's a couple of couches there, and there's um, doors to different studios. And then across to the right was the Rush studio. And uh, some some memories of that. Now I, I remember when it was Rush Week, because Rush would usually come out for a couple of days or, or a week, and it was Rush Week, and people would be running around all hours of the day and night there to make sure everything was perfect for Rush uh, when he when he arrived. I mean, this is the big star of the company. You would expect that, and they would roll out the red carpet, VIP status. Um, seeing the famous, if you're in radio and you're a radio nerd like me, the the gold microphone that Rush used is a big deal. And he had his own private studio, which he didn't use all that much. It's not like Rush was in Los Angeles all the time. He wasn't. Uh, he'd come out a few times a year. And nobody else had access to it, as I remember. And one of my uh, my famous Rush stories and it's more about me than it is about Rush, of course, is that one night, uh, Rush had been there, and I was coming in to do the, the overnight show, and so I, Rush had been there for a couple of days. It was a Friday. I was doing a Friday night overnight show, and Rush had left to go back to Florida or wherever. And for some reason, they forgot to close and lock the door to his studio. I guess maybe they were cleaning it or something like that. And so... I still remember it was like the middle of the night and you know it was like two or three in the morning. No one else is around. Uh, no one else, you know, weekend overnight. They're not cleaning. They don't clean on the weekends. So I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to go in there. I want to see where the king works. I want to look at the king's throne. Of course, realizing that, you know, I don't, I'm not really allowed in there. I wasn't supposed to be there. But I, I went over there. I just want to look. I wonder, you know, because you know, this guy's the god of radio, one of the, the, the icons of the business, and I wanted to be in there. So I, I went over there, and uh, just I didn't really I just want to look in the studio and, uh, and see what it was all about and all that. And that is when I, I saw it. It had a little sparkle to it. What is it? Announce your pronouns. Uh, Rush, in the, in the chair that he was doing the show from, had left a pen behind. Uh, And uh, so I uh, went over there and uh, he had discarded it. He didn't need the pen anymore. And uh, that became uh, my personal, and I added this to my, my Michigas is these pens. I am a big pen guy. And so I, I have a Rush Limbaugh pen that he left behind, which I don't know that anyone realizes is his pen other than me. Uh, but, you know, I've picked up pens from different people that have quasi celebrities that have worked at Fox Sports Radio and uh, in the premier building over the years, uh, whether it's my guy P.O.B., who we've had on the podcast, Tony Bruno, who we've had on, Jay Moore. We've got to get Jay on the podcast uh, and whatnot. But uh, Rush, talent on loan from God. Also, Mike Harmon brought up the the point of security, and because Rush, such a polarizing figure and a lot of wackadoodles out looking to attack people who are on the other side politically, even you know years ago, it's gotten worse, but there would always be a lot of security and uh, people with guns uh, to make sure that nobody messed uh, with, with Rush uh, back when he would visit the studio. And uh, you know, the catchphrase, I mentioned talent on loan from God, uh, half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair, those kind of things. But when I was a young pup, and I mentioned this also in a previous episode, but when I was a young pup, I wanted to learn as much as I could about people in the radio business. 
So my mom's like, well, you got to get some autobiographies. You got to learn their stories and stuff. So I did. I got as many as I could. And I read about the legends when I was younger in radio, uh, Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Paul Harvey, people along those lines who were the big titans of the business. And just wanted to kind of learn what made them tick. And Rush Limbaugh and his experience really resonated. And I mentioned this, the college dropout, DJ, vagabond DJ, journeyman DJ. I had a couple of names. He was Jeff Christie and Rusty Sharp were his stage names as a top 40 DJ. And he'd bounce around. And then he got out of the radio business for a while. He got a job with Major League Baseball's Kansas City Royals, very briefly. But once radio's in your blood, and I know this having been in radio, once it's in your blood, it's hard to get out of it. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's hard to get out of the, it's in your inner being. And so Rush eventually worked his way back to radio. He left the Royals. He was the promotions director, which gives out the the bobbleheads and sets all that stuff up and that kind of crap. And who knows what they did in the 1970s. I have no idea, but I assume it's much of the same stuff. And so he left, he went to Sacramento, and then uh, eventually he worked his magic. It's, it's, it is a little similar to Phil Hendry, although Phil, as good as Phil Hendry has been in broadcasting, did not reach the level that Rush reached. But, but Phil Hendry, you know, he went out kind of reinv- – he was a lifetime radio guy, and he, he, he just – out of necessity, out of necessity, you know, that, that old line that uh, – the uh, you know necessity is the mother of all invention, right? And so, remember reading about 
the voices of Phil Hendry, and he did that because he was at a small, crappy radio station that nobody was listening to and nobody was calling, and he was by himself. And so in order to make it seem like there was a lot going on, he created all these characters and these evil alter egos and all that, and it worked out, and he, he had a very popular syndicated show for years, and uh, he's still still doing some stuff there, uh, Phil Hendry. But Rush, the, the Rush Limbaugh show, as I understand it, it it – it just kind of organically happened after 20 years of being in the radio business and being a DJ, and it just kind of developed that. So uh, rest in peace, Rush, and uh, tremendous impact. We'll see what happens to that type of radio, political talk radio, and there's other legends now, and I've been able to meet some of them over the years here at Fox Sports Radio slash the Premier Networks, but Harmon was mentioning all the the different big names that have come through the building over the years, and... I was trying to think of, and I don't want to do a list here because I do not do list podcasting or radio, but just off the top of my head, some of the people that came through, uh, I remember seeing, and I'm not a big music person, but Nikki Six did a syndicated show for a while out of the building. But then I remember Slash with the, the distinctive trademark top hat and uh, it's a little odd when you pull up to work and uh, and Slash is walking around looking. You know, there's, a, there's an ATM in our building, and he's going to get some cash out of the ATM. Uh, there used to be a country music show that was in the building, and some of the big names. Now, I'm not a big country. I, at that time, I wasn't a big country music guy. Now I'm a, I actually like country music. I listen to it. Some of the old stuff. I like the old stuff, not so much the new stuff. But Reba McIntyre uh, was in there, big star in, in country music. More recently, Steve Harvey. Uh, had a chance to to see him. And, and back in the old days, when we used to have these big gala Christmas parties, Premier Network's uh, Christmas parties, like they'd bring in all the heavyweights. Dr. Laura, with the big star Dr. Laura, did her advice show during the day. Uh, Jim Rome would come in there. And Art Bell, the legendary Art Bell from Pahrump, Nevada. And uh, you know, still to this day, the man that replaced Art Bell, George Norrie, on Coast to Coast, uh, is out of that building. And Steve Harvey, his radio show. Remember the famous situation? Steve Harvey uh, liked the color of the Malamobile. We bonded in the parking lot at 3.30 in the morning. Uh, he walked in with his security guard, and he pointed at the car. He said, I like the color of that car. He enjoyed the, the color of the Malamobile. So those are some of my uh, stories about, about Rush and uh, recall... Uh, I also, before I get off this off this topic, I, I I do remember the one time I was supposed to meet Rush Limbaugh, my boss, the late great Andrew Ashwood, may he rest in peace. He he was a radio junkie, also program director, a big legend in the business, uh, bigger than life. Uh, Andrew Ashwood is a programmer, and I had mentioned, hey, I want to meet. You know, Limbaugh, and yeah, I'm going to make that happen. Of course, it was it was this weird deal. Even though Rush, you know, he, listen, he was uh, people that knew him. He was very great, you know, good person, people that knew him. But if you didn't know him, it was kind of, you know, anybody in in that genre, you know, there's a little bit of like, hey, you want to step on any toes. And certainly if you're in the company, you don't want to step on Rush's toes. But he's like, listen, here's when Rush, was, it was Rush Week. It was, you know, Rush Week in L.A., and Rush was doing his show from L.A. So he said, listen, here's when he shows up. You know, he's going to get dropped off by a car service. And so he's going to walk in at this time. So we're going to meet him. He's got a few minutes before he walks in. So I'm like, okay. 
So I happened to be there. I think this is when I was working with Chris Myers. I was doing like a midday show. All right, first of all. So I was doing that. So anyway, whatever. It was after our show and Rush was going to come in and and do do some of his programming. And so I guess he was recording something or something. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, so we were uh, we were you know, waiting around and Andrew, uh, you know, he's like, all right, I'm going to be there, whatever. And he got caught up as I remember it he got caught up in a meeting and by the time he got down to usher us and shepherd us over to meet Rush uh, the meeting went long and Rush had already arrived and he was prepping for whatever he was doing whatever he was recording and uh, so I, I, I missed it by probably five to ten minutes uh, from uh, from meeting Meet and rush face to face. But yeah, that's the way life works. All right. Uh, it is the fifth hour, as you know, and I, I wanted to get to this fake famous. Now, this is a Maller documentary review. That's right. A Maller documentary review. Uh, now, HBO has a new documentary. I think it came out a couple weeks ago called Fake Famous. It premiered. I watched it online. It was actually recommended by Coop De Loop. And I'm a big documentary junkie anyway. And this was right in my wheelhouse. And so the premise of the documentary, if you did not hear us talk about it on the radio show, the premise was to show how redonkulously easy it is to manipulate minds in the world of social media, in that ecosystem, and how you can take someone who's a nobody has no tangible skill, and with the proper investment and the proper, you know, presentation, if you will, uh, you can make them an online influence. So that was the premise, and this this guy, the the guy behind it, I guess, is old newspaper guy, and uh, he he walked you through in the documentary exactly what happened. He, the, the goal was to take some random schmo with no online footprint of any stature and turn them into someone who has influence. And the way they did this, I, I guess I'm going to give the whole damn thing away, but you know, it's still worth a watch. Still worth a watch. And if you if you don't want to hear, then you can turn off the podcast right now what happened so what happened is they 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 had an audition they brought people in you know la this is before the pandemic and there's auditions all the time and so they they had like a casting call and they brought people in and they picked three random people and these are people that don't you know working behind the scenes in la a lot of people working odd jobs trying to make it in entertainment in, in show business. And so the, the guy picked three people, a woman and two dudes, and uh, they then went out and went to different websites and purchased a bunch of bots as followers, fake social media followers. And uh, the guy said he started out, he spent like 120 bucks. He bought 7,500 followers and a bunch of likes on Instagram. And they they use this and, and, and trying to start with a, a base. And it, it, it really is the, the takeaway, a couple of takeaways. One of them that I have right now is the bandwagon effect. Because what happened was they would buy these 
fake followers, and at least this is the way I interpret it. It's part of the bandwagon effect, which is a psychology, uh, psychological uh, phenomenon, right, is the, is the term. But it, it essentially is that re- people will do things when they, they think it's cool. They'll, they'll be more like, if you start a restaurant, right, if you start a new restaurant, um, the way to get people interested, one of the ways is to fill the restaurant with people who are your friends and family or have a line or, you know, same thing works when you're opening a store. The herd mentality, group think, which is very big right now politically, group think, no individual opinions. And the bandwagon effect, essentially, if I could sum it up in one sentence, is that most people are followers and they're not leaders, right? And, you know, you see a group of people, you want to follow that group of people because you think there's something good there. There's something that's neat. And so you want to follow them. And so the same thing applies in the social media world where you know, you have a bunch of fake followers and then other people are like, oh, this person must be important. There's a lot of people following this person. Well, there's a lot of comments on this particular post I stumbled upon. So I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow them. And, uh, and there's hundreds of millions of these bots online. This is one of the things that, and I had this epiphany a couple years back, that it is the matrix, right? That it is the matrix, this weird, weird world of social media. And, and you know, what Twitter is and all that, and uh, you know, the algorithms, the Russian bots, the blue check marks, which I guess I'm part of, and the influences and all this, and yeah, I mean, so so that's 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 the world of social media. You don't know what's real or not, and so watching this and you know, all the bots and and whatnot. Now there were this documentary wasn't perfect. Some of the political stuff I could have done without, uh, but you know I knew who made it, and I knew that some of that stuff was going to be in there. That's just. Part of it, I overlooked that. I tuned that out and I I took away what I felt was the important part of this documentary, Fake Famous. And, uh, you know, they did point out that, you know, these these bot accounts, the social media companies, even though occasionally they'll try to get rid of the fake accounts, they actually don't really mind them because it makes it seem like there's more people on their platforms. It gives the false illusion that uh, these are these are very popular, more popular than they are. And it grows engagement, which helps the price of the stock and all that. Anyway, so just to get back to the to the documentary here, they uh, this guy kept buying followers until th- now the two guys didn't really work out, but the woman did, and she got the two hundred and fifty thousand followers. You know, slowly, because you can't do it overnight. You got to do it a week at a time, you know, a couple days a week, and you can add followers. And then they, the, the other part, which was funny, is that to, to help grow this woman's following in the documentary, they paid for some photo shoots. And, the, you know, LA is such a fake place that there's a studio you can rent in LA that has a fake private jet to make it seem like you're on a private jet flying around you can do that for 50 bucks an hour you can rent a mansion for like 600 dollars a day or an afternoon and take a bunch of photos looking like you're living as an aristocrat 
And people do that. And a lot of social social media influencers do this kind of crap to make it seem, you know, of course, misleading. Uh, that's that's social media, right? It's the matrix. Uh, make it seem like they're they're living these uh, extravagant lives and uh, lifestyles and all that stuff. And uh, so it was a really interesting look into that world. And eventually, the woman who kept getting the fake followers, companies started giving her free crap, uh, jewelry and uh, trips, and you name it. And uh, so it's uh, it's it's worth a a watch there if you have a chance. If you're on. Social media, if you're not, I don't know how you can avoid being on social media, at least one of the platforms there. And uh, she ended up getting a bunch of people that sent her different items. And uh, some people, one of the other guys got uh, workouts for free, sunglasses, jewelry, all that, just because of some fake bot follow you know, followers on social media. So and what's the old line? Siskel and Ebert back in the day, may they rest in peace. Two thumbs up. That's an outdated reference, by the way. Siskel and Ebert. Two thumbs up. For the documentary, Fake Famous. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fake famous. All right. Uh, time now for Pop Quiz. And since uh, Gagon is too lazy to do the podcast again this week, we have Bo the show. Bo, would you like to be the person that I bounce off these questions to and then you can answer or do you just want me to ask the questions to myself? Uh, I can answer. That sounds like a sounds like a good time. Okay. All right. So now the way Pop Quiz works, Bo the show, who's in for the, uh, the Gagon here this weekend. So the way this works, I I scour the internet to find interesting, odd things, and then I'll ask you, but I'm really asking the listener, and you can try to answer, and then I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, okay? Okay, sounds good. All right, so here we go. Uh, it seems that we throw away at least 10% of this item every time we buy it, according to research. So what item that we almost all use, about 10% of it, we just throw it away. Uh, paper towels? Paper towels. No. How about toothpaste? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah you, you, you never yeah. get to the end of the tube. Yeah. 
Well, and then if you do, you look like a douche, right? I mean, there's always that person. You know what I mean? Like, you, we've all we've all had that person. I had a roommate like that where you get to the end of the tube and they're just like rolling the tube trying to yeah. get that final. Yeah. No. That's, a, that's not good. Uh, 70% of Americans say they prefer the fake stuff to the real stuff. But what are we talking about? So it's a it's a food item, but but Americans like the fake stuff as opposed to the real the real McCoy. Uh, I want like some kind of cheese, like maybe cheese whiz or something. Um, this is something that Arnie Spanier, if you know Arnie, has. Uh, it's a product associated with Arnie Spanier. Oh, syrup. Yeah, maple yeah. syrup. That's interesting. Maybe- <laughs> well, the. the- the the fake because the fake maple syrup has it's like just pure pure sugar right yeah not the the syrup that Arnie gets us every year for Christmas if he remembers uh, I love that stuff that I use I use that whole bottle yeah well that's because it's in his backyard he gets it for you <laughs> yeah. he just goes he goes out in the backyard puts it in the box and then all right here's some maple syrup yeah. for you the stinking genius the stinking genius all right uh, next one it is we're doing pop quiz here it's something quite small that. Many of us use nearly every day, and nearly every single one of them is made in a factory out west, a family factory out west. Oh, God. I have no idea. All right. It's the, you know those those plastic bread clips or tabs? <laughs> yeah. App- apparently, there's a family in the west that has cornered the market on those. How great is that? I, yeah, I would have I would have never guessed that. So that's a that's that's an interesting market to corner, but good for them. Well, you can you can be rich making plastic bread clips <laughs> if no one else is doing it, right? No, that's ingenious. What, yeah. what a family! What a family! Yeah. All right, next one. About fifteen percent bow the shelf. About fifteen percent of cars on the road are driving around with this problem. With this problem, what is the problem? Uh, well, I, I might have this problem. Is it going to something like a tire light on? No, that's actually a good one because we've all done that. Like yeah. uh, either low air pressure on the tire or something like that. But yeah. this is a cracked windshield. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Well, when you get, I've, I've had I've had a few windshields replaced over the the years, and usually what you do is you you do a cost benefit analysis when you crack your windshield you know what i mean like you're yeah, like no. you're like okay is it just gonna stay that size or is it gonna go bigger yeah you, right you just sit and hope that it doesn't get bigger and you check every single day yeah you put like a, you, yeah you put like a, what i would do is i put like a little piece of scotch tape right where the end of the crack is because that's the way you can judge like if it's growing or not but but inevitably my experience is when you start driving you know it, it the crack just by the bump you don't even realize it the bumps just driving on the highway, you end up cracking the windshield yeah. more. So no way around it. All right. Four in 10 people refuse to ever share this. It is food related, but this is something that 40% of people would never even consider sharing. Oh, is it like a, a specific food item or just in general? It's a type of food. Yeah, it's a type of food. Yeah. Oh, uh no, not soup. How about a sandwich? Take a bite of my sandwich. Really? I, yeah. I you, I you share you share you share your sandwiches? Yeah, yeah I mean I, I don't see the big deal. Obviously, like, you know, things have changed in the last year. Uh 
in terms of that. But before that, I mean, I don't really have an issue with sharing a sandwich with someone, you know, just kind of have yeah. to be careful. But yeah, no, that's that's an interesting answer to me. I, you, you could strategically eat around where they ate and eventually you'd just be like, here, you can finish this. But yeah. something like soup, I mean, you can't you can't get yeah. around that. Well, that's the turd in the punch bowl theory, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, turd in the punch bowl, you know, it probably only ruins a small part of the soup, but it's in the entire pot of soup. Yeah. So, yeah, or punch or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and the other option, if you're at a restaurant, you could like cut part of the sandwich off, right? If you, yeah, if you've exactly. Got the, yeah, if you've got that uh, eebie-jeebies thing going on. Tear it in so, half. Any, any number of things. Yeah. All right. A new survey says 20% of people believe doing this activity is a good first date, but only 7% of people like the idea in 2019. So it's gone up. What activity is it? Uh, movies? No, no, man. But mo- people hate like people hate movies because you can't I lo- when I was dating, I loved going to the movies because I didn't have to talk to anybody, but they usually you want to go somewhere you can talk. But this is uh karaoke. You yeah. big car- you a big karaoke guy, Bo? I know you love to sing. I, I do love karaoke, um, especially when you can have one or two drinks prior to uh, doing karaoke. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think that'd be very successful for first date unless you're really really confident in yourself. Got to loosen up a little bit. Right? Yeah, loosen up a little bit. You know, a little liquid courage there. Yeah, absolutely. All right. A new report claims if you're planning on, you know, if you want someone to spend more money, like you've got a house for sale. For example, uh, if you want a make you want to make people spend more money, this particular smell is said to make people want to spend money, more money than they normally would. What smell is it? Oh, look. Dun, 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 dun. let's say like fresh linen. Fresh linen. That's actually a good guess. Fresh linen. You know, it's a good smell. Uh, it's actually oranges. The smell of oranges. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I I like the smell of oranges. You know, I have actually on my desk here in the studio, the mobile studio. I have my wife gave me because it's her Michigan here, but it's a uh, you know those oils, the, uh, the, the, the essential oils. Yeah, essential oils. She gave me one. It's an orange one, and it, I it actually I don't even put it on anywhere. I just use it sometimes as smelling salts, and I'll uh, like like right now. See, I'm smith. I'm sniffing it. But it sounds like I'm sniffing something else. But it's but it's it's just orange, and uh, yeah, it wakes you up a little bit. Yeah, citrus is a great scent. That's just uh, I, I, when when you mentioned like you know trying to sell something, something about fresh linen just always feels so comfortable and makes it feel like it'd be easier to spend money. But I, I can buy orange. Yeah. Now, do you like? I like the smell of gasoline. Do you like the smell of gasoline? Or no? Weirdly, it's not. It's not my least favorite thing. I I don't you know I don't seek it out. But if I do smell it, it's not like it. it bothers me or anything i also like when you go to like a pet boys or an auto zone the smell of auto parts oh i like yeah. i enjoy the smell of auto parts yeah, and my, tires and yeah my dad would take me to auto zone and stuff when i was a kid so it always uh brings yeah. back memories i think that's part of it too like stuff that you smell can trigger old memories in your head oh absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. nostalgia right yeah. nostalgia yeah. you go back to a time when you were you, you were a kid you didn't have to have a job you didn't have to go to school or you went to school hardly at all and all that stuff the memories yeah and food dishes right certain foods your oh yeah your, your parents served you when you were a kid and you're like oh man that brings back memories man jeez all right uh moving on 38 percent 38 percent of people say they always go to the same place for this particular service what is it uh, 
got to be got to be uh, like gas or car services. No, it's actually a haircut. They have their oh. favorite favorite barber shop, and they go to the same barber shop. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not like that. First of all, I don't get my hair cut that often anyway. But when I do, I, now I will tell you, I, I I've moved around a few times over the years, so I I usually had my local go to barber, but. If they were busy and couldn't take me or whatever, I just go to another barbershop. I didn't care, you know. I, I didn't. I didn't have this loyalty. And plus, now when I when I lived in uh, near Dodger Stadium in Lincoln Heights, there was this old guy, this old Italian guy who was uh, like a legendary barber, and he did a lot of like the police officers, the, the LAPD, because the LAPD uh, training facility right near Dodger Stadium there. Um, and so, but anyway, I, I just happened to stumble into the place and I loved the guy because he never talked to me. He just <laughs> cut my hair, you know, and some of these barbers, Bo, you go to and, and like, I go, I just want to get my hair cut. I don't want a small talk. I don't want to, you know, uh, go back and forth and all that. And, and a lot of the barbers love to talk. And this guy just, just cut my hair and he said like three words to me and that was it. Uh-huh. And I, and I, but I, but, you know, but it wasn't geographically desirable. So I stopped going there because I moved further away uh, and so that yeah. sounds that sounds like the dream uh i i i'm the same way like i really don't want to talk that much with my barber i, I don't mind pleasantries but yep. it would always bug me when they'd ask what i do for a living and as soon as i say oh yeah i'm in sports radio it's just instantly like every single sports question under the sun and yeah, i yeah. just want to get my hair cut Oh, it's who's gonna who do you think is gonna win the super bowl <laughs> or who's gonna win the nba finals or uh, yeah oh yeah yeah I, that's always the small talk you get when people find out you work in sports radio. So my move would be like when they ask me, oh, I do sales. <laughs> <laughs> I do sales. and Which is technically true, right? Because really what we do in radio is fill the time between this, the commercials. Yep. So that's pretty much what we're here for, to fill the time between the commercials. All right. Uh, a couple more here on Pop Quiz. According to a new study, researchers say that to be on the safe side, you should eat this when it's less than 12 hours old or it's not going to be good for you. What is it? Oh, God. Milk. 12 hours. No, 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 no. No, no, it can't be milk. Yeah, it can't be milk. (laughs) That'd be tough. Yeah. Right from the cow to your mouth. (laughs) Is it uh, just some kind of baked good, like a cake or pie or something? No, it's actually... This is this is very appropriate for this week because it's snowmageddon and the winter vortex snow, snow. Oh. They they say if you're going to eat snow, it's got to be fresh powdered snow that has fallen within the last twelve hours, and don't eat the yellow snow. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat the yellow snow. I, I love I love going to the snow, but I don't live in the snow. If I lived in the snow, I don't think I would love going to the snow. But I always look forward to going to the snow. I have it's just wonderful, beautiful. Winter Wonderland. You you a snow guy, Bo, or do you uh, avoid the snow? You know, I mean, I've been up in the uh, Angeles Crest Mountains a couple times, and it yeah. it lightly snows there. But yeah. uh, I've been I've been to Colorado once and got some actual snow while I was there, so it was fun. But yeah, I don't know if I could live in it. Yeah. Well, then you can make fun of people that don't live in snow if you live in snow. That's true. Yeah. Like our friends in Minnesota who love love to mock and ridicule the people that live. In warm weather places, they they were having a field day. Our buddies in Minnesota with what happened in Texas with the, yeah. the snow, the unexpected snow, and people freaking out and all that stuff. All right, when it comes to our phones, seventy percent of all of us are doing this more than ever. What is it? Texting. 
no, not answering calls from unknown numbers. <laughs> I never answer calls from unknown numbers. I'm like, oh, listen, they want to. You want to call up? Leave a message. Maybe I'll check it. Maybe I won't. But uh, yeah, if I don't yeah. recognize the number, I'm not answering. Yeah, I'm out. There's yeah. so many robo calls and all that. Yeah. All right, uh, last one. Fifteen percent of uh, servers wish that their customers would stop doing this when they come in to eat. What is it? Oh man. Do, 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 yeah. do, 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 I can do. only I can only think of my grandmother who would lift her hands up and snap her fingers to get their attention. So I'm going to say that. So snap the finger, like annoying snap yeah. the finger. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually sitting together on the same side of the booth or the table. Oh. Why do they hate that? That's what. That, what is that? In, I'm trying to think of the, the logistics on why that would be. Yeah, no, a, I, a problem. I don't, I don't get that. I don't see why that would be an issue, but maybe it's serving the food. You got to you know, shove it past the first person. I, I don't. Know. Yeah. But uh, I don't work in that business. I don't work <laughs> in the restaurant business, so I have no no concept of that. All right. Well, both thank you. We've made it through the Saturday podcast, and we have the Sunday mailbag podcast. We have a big stack of juicy, wonderful questions, and we will answer as many of those as we can possibly get through. Have a great rest of your Saturday, and we will catch you next time on the fifth hour. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.